Today's episode of the Get Paid for Your Pad podcast is brought to you by Hostfully, the market leader in digital guidebooks for short-term rental hosts. With Hostfully, you can create a beautiful online guidebook that you can send to your guests so they have a better experience and you get fewer questions. Sign up now at hostfully.com to get two months for free by using code PAD. That's P-A-D. Welcome to Get Paid for Your Pad, the definitive show on Airbnb hosting, featuring the best advice on how to maximize profits from your Airbnb listing, as well as real-life experiences from Airbnb hosts all over the world. Welcome. Get paid for your pad. Get paid for your pad. Get paid for your pad. Welcome to episode number 389 of Get Paid for Your Pad. And just like last week, I have a Legends X participant, Legends X student on the on the podcast today. Super excited to, to dive into his business. Sergio Castaneda, the founder of Jungle House, a short-term rental company out of Columbus, Ohio. Welcome to the show, Sergio. Thank you for having me. Yeah, no, it's an honor. Uh, I've been following you for a while, so um, I'm excited. Awesome, man. Yeah, I don't think I've ever had somebody from Columbus, Ohio, <laughs> on the podcast. So why don't we uh, why don't we kick it off with uh, what's uh, what's cool about Columbus? So Columbus probably has arguably one of the biggest universities in the area or in the world, actually. So a lot of students come in here and then they end up staying here afterwards. So. A lot of people call it like a smaller Chicago almost. Um, so there's a lot of opportunities, a lot of startups that come here, a really big convention center, local food. So um, it's a very local environment and whatnot um, with tons of opportunity. Sweet. Well, I lived in Chicago for a year and a half. I love that city. So a smaller version of Chicago sounds uh, sounds pretty uh, attractive. The benefit so of it, no wind though. No wind. Oh yeah, that's good. <laughs> Um, cool, man. Well, let's uh, let's dive into your story. Like, why don't you tell us uh, how how did you get started with uh, with hosting on Airbnb? Yeah, so I've always had a passion for real estate and for hospitality. I used to serve at restaurants just for fun, um, and it's funny because back then it used to be like a joking competition who could get the most five star Yelp reviews and five star Google reviews for the restaurant and whatnot. And so here I am doing it for my own business. But um, yeah, no, so to me, it was just fun. People came into the restaurant just to have fun, have a good time. So I didn't do it for the money. I did it just to entertain, um, make their memories and whatnot. And so I'm also a big advocate in traveling. My girlfriend and I try to go somewhere once a month, even if it's just for like a quick weekend getaway and whatnot. So to me, it's like an opportunity to give back, I guess, to the travel industry and whatnot for people coming to visit my city. So I started off with, which I'm sure a lot of people can relate. It was just a small studio. I've heard about Airbnb, obviously stayed in a few myself, and then saw the opportunity just with the real estate network I was in here locally. So I had signed a lease with a small studio downtown. And it was just a small gig at the time. I didn't think anything of it. Well, let's see if this works. It was nerve wracking to sign the lease because you're obligated to pay the rent if it works or if it doesn't. But it was just a test run. And I used old college furniture, which obviously I frown upon now, but at the time I didn't know. 
And so, no, it worked. It was good income. It, it gave me some extra money to go travel myself and whatnot, but it was still just a side gig. I never had any like vision for it. So it wasn't until with that extra money, I was able to purchase my first home that I lived in, completely renovated it, made it my style, my design and all that. And then so to help, I saw an opportunity there too. So to help pay for the mortgage, I would part-time rent the bedroom, the spare bedroom I had. And I only did that on weekends and that itself paid for the entire mortgage. But not only that, a lot of people raved about the design, the furniture, the decoration, everything about the home, which I was able to charge a premium. So that kind of gave me an idea, okay, there's a lot more than just an opportunity here for hospitality, but I can also, I like to design, I like to furnish and whatnot. And so I'm able to make memories for other people with that. So At the time, I was working a nine to five for an elevator company as a service manager and great pay. It was amazing and all, but it just drained my energy, drained my time. I had no time for friends, family. My mom would text me and I would get frustrated and stressed just because I was getting enough text messages from work as it was. So I had just closed on a duplex um, to also Airbnb it again, as like a side gig. So it was one of the most stressful weeks I had at work. It was a Friday. I'll never forget it. And there was a client that was just upset. It was completely out of my control, out of my team's control, but upper management didn't see it that way. They didn't care. And it was just put in perspective how quick they are to forget about all the awards, all the money you've made them, all the pats on the backs they've given you just for one particular issue. And I'm like, well, I'm here wasting all my energy, all my time for what? And I guess I had, what do you call it, an epitome or it just opened my eyes essentially. And obviously I thought about it for a little bit. And right there and then it was probably Friday around like 3.30 in the afternoon. I was going to end up staying until 8 or 9 p.m. for another hour or a couple hours. And I decided to just quit. So my family to this day is, was not supportive of it. Obviously, my friends and family, they're like, what are you doing? But I saw an opportunity on the side. I'm like, I'll make it work. Worst case, I'll find another job. But this isn't the right fit for me. It's just holding me back from everything I want. So yeah, I quit. I called my girlfriend up and I said, hey, look, um, I'm going to need you to come to the office and pick me up at a company car at the time. So obviously, I had to give that back. Um, and say, I need you to pick me up. I just quit my job and just, I haven't looked back ever since. So it was a little tough. Um, I decided to do this a few months before COVID. So like, obviously me being in like a big downtown market with a lot of events and all that, all that got canceled. So calendars wiped out. Obviously at that point I'm relying on Airbnb revenue, not, I didn't have anything else to rely on. So it was a little tough and whatnot, but you fight through it. You have a goal in mind and you make it work. And so not yet right now doing very well with it. Everything's picking up. So right now sky's the limit for the company. So awesome. Awesome. Yeah. That must've been a scary moment when the day that you quit your job. Cause I, I remember when I quit my job and I had quite a bit of savings, so I knew I could I could sit it out for a while. But still, I got still some some anxiety around it. Like, how how was that for you? 
Yeah, I mean, so I'm a bold person. So um, it could have completely went the other way. I know that because I went when I bought my duplex, like the down payment was kind of all in. So I really didn't have much. Um, and the limited money I did have saved up, it was for furniture, remodeling it. Obviously, you have a vision for the property, so you want to spend that for it. But I had faith in myself. I saw that it was doing well for me and the other two doing it part time with it, like not being able to devote 100 percent in myself. So it's like, well, I can make it work now. Budget financially is not the best or easy for a couple months and whatnot. But as long as you have a vision in place, you hold yourself accountable, this and that. I mean, you can make it work now at the time. My duplex, one of them was on a long term lease and the other one was vacant. So I could only I saw an opportunity with Airbnb, but I was still having to wait for the long term rental to be over. But you have a timeline in place. You kind of set certain goals on what you want to do. And then from there, you make it work. Worst case, I can still serve tables at the restaurant. I told myself if I really needed to make it work or get another job. But I would always look back and ask myself, what if, if I never took this opportunity? So I took it as kind of a, why waste my energy for someone else who's not going to respect it when I could just put that same energy for something that I want and be proud of. Yeah, dude, 100%. And congratulations for making that move. Uh, You hit the nail on the head when you said uh, you didn't want to look back with regrets. Mm Mm-hmm. Right. Because that, that's that's exactly what I felt as well when I quit my finance job. It's tough because you're giving something, you're giving up security, right? You're giving something yeah. up that, that's worked for you. So um, it's still it's still scary. But uh, I had the exact same thought where I was like, damn, I don't want to look back and think that I didn't do what I really wanted to do because I was scared. You know, yeah. I, I didn't want to face that. that. That was a bigger fear of me having that regret than actually quitting. So But yeah, you made a good point too. You know, I've I've talked to a lot of people in the last decade since I quit my job who also wanted to quit my job and some of them have. And (laughs) that was always one big big thing that I I try to always convince them of is saying like, look, you're you're not, the corporate world is always going to be there. Like there's always Mm going to be jobs, right? It's Mm -hmm. not like you can never go back to a regular job if it doesn't work out. So you might as well, you might as well try it. And the other thing is, a job is obviously there's some security, but you could also get fired, right? Yeah. I know people who've worked, you know, their their butts off for 20, 30 years at, at a company and suddenly like they're out of work, right? So it's not like, you know, having a job is, is you're not guaranteed to always have it anyway. So awesome. Great. Uh, yeah. Great story, man. Great to, to, to hear that. It's, I can really relate to it. Um, so let's, uh, let's move on to the next, uh, to the next big uh, <laughs> stressful moment, March 2020, Airbnb cancels cancels all the all the bookings. You just quit your job a couple months ago. You mentioned you didn't have that much savings. That must yeah. have been a terrifying moment. Yeah. So um, obviously you're limited with funds, and at the time it was it was transitioning from a small gig, part time gig to now this is my job. So. I'm sure it's no secret. I had no cleaners. I had no maintenance team, really. It was all myself. At the time when I was doing it part-time, I was cleaning everything myself. I would go run over during lunch break and then completely clean it and then come back and whatnot. So at the time, it's like, okay, this is a one-man show. I don't really have much 
revenue coming in to really grow just yet. So you got to make the most with what you had. So like looking back, so you got to be smart with it. Obviously you have an open calendar now. So what can you do to bring people in at this point? Everyone's lowering their prices. So you're competing with that. So it's, you can lower your price, but then you're limiting your revenue again. And so at least someone in my shoes who had, I'm banking on that revenue. I couldn't really do that. So where could I still get bookings and essentially be the top place to stay in my market? So one thing I regret that I didn't do when I first started and something I always advise everyone to start doing is the best return on your uh, bank for your buck, professional photos. So get a really good um, photographer who specializes in that. Um, in my market, Airbnb had a photographer, which I highly recommend doing that just because that's what they do. You know, they're so used to it. They already know what Airbnb clients are looking for, what Airbnb in general is looking for. I connected with one of those right now. He's a good friend of mine now too. So um, I use them for all my other listings, but you definitely get your money back right away. And then, so the other thing to it is you got to put yourself in the guest shoes. So, okay, they go on Airbnb, they put the dates that they want, they put the city and they get the results. Now, you may not be on the first page, whatnot, right starting off. But for those guests that do end up on the second, third, fourth page, and they see your listing on the page, now, what are you competing? You're competing against all the other listings on that page. So the only thing that's really competing towards each other, the only information you really have is that first picture and your title. So to me, that first picture has to be the best picture you have, almost Instagrammable, um, where they choose your listing versus all the others. And then at that point, um, not just your first picture, but what's the next thing they do? They're still not convinced yet. They slide over and look at the other pictures. So to me, you want the top five or the second, third, fourth, fifth best picture to be right after that. And I would recommend not to do the same room, maybe like your best living room picture, your best master bedroom, best bathroom, kitchen and whatnot. At that point, if they're convinced, they click on your listing and then you're telling a story. So what I do after the first like five or so pictures of my best pictures, I then not to confuse them, walk them through my home. So then I have all my living room pictures together. I have all the dining room pictures together, then the master and so on. That way they're not confused going in. Oh, is this couch here? Is this couch there? Because you're selling it to them. And then utilize the description. I see so many listings here where they have like a hundred words or less, and they really don't take the time to improve their listing, this and that. Brag about your listing. If you have an amazing location, tell us about it. What makes it so amazing? If you have the best amenities and you offer everything, say that in your listing. If you have an amazing home in general, brag about it, add descriptions to the pictures. So tell a story, but not, not only that, I see a lot of posts also leaving their about me blank. And the person isn't just invest or trusting in your listing. They're really trusting in you. So they want to know who are you? What's your story? Why are you doing this? Can they trust you? Obviously, reviews will help and that will come in time. But when you're first getting started, it's a matter of them trusting you. Do you look like a fun, personal, like do you love traveling yourself? Is this something just a job for you or you, will they feel comfortable with you? So I definitely advise people to take the time to 
definitely invest into your listing. It's your advertisement. It's what will really grab people and whatnot. You want them that the second they, obviously you want them to click on your listing compared to all the others, but the second they click on it, once they read through it, there's no doubt in their mind they're staying with you. So um, you definitely want to hit on that. The next thing with limited money, I definitely will say dynamic pricing. I mean, they all, all the big ones, Price Labs, Wheelhouse, Beyond Pricing, they all advertise like 10 to 40%, I think it is, that they'll increase revenue. It's so true. They will definitely increase your revenue. Um, even if they charge you 1%, that's nothing compared to 10, 40% they're going to give you. So to me, that's just easy money, no brainer. You do it, you set it one time. Now, do you have to go in there and modify it occasionally, weekly, monthly, whatever you may want? Yes, but it's so worth it at the end of the day. So that to me has been like a big, complete game changer. You can never, you can try to do your own research in the market and try to know all the events that are coming, but you won't know everything. You won't have time to do everything. You're just taking your time away from yourself to focus on other things for your company. So let them do that. Let them know or the days that they can charge more, the, the events that they can charge more and whatnot, do that for you. And sometimes you forget, you know, an event that's coming, you forgot your book in Windows 12 months. And next thing you know, you got booked before you can go in and spike the prices. So there you just lost on a couple hundred. That's a lot of money. And that's just one day. So like that adds up really quick. So let them do that. It's all, it's dynamic for reasons. It's instant. So that would definitely be uh, my next suggestion. Now, one thing I also did, because obviously at the time, like I needed more revenue, obviously, to grow. When I, right now I have a team behind me, but at the time I was doing everything, I was offering services. And you don't have to offer everything. I mean, people would do like romance packages, birthday packages and whatnot. And I mean, that's more work. If you're just going to start it and you don't want to complicate things that much, even as simple as I started off with late checkout and early check-in. And one little trick I did was like, especially late checkout, everyone wants to sleep in. And so um, in my market, average checkouts like 11 a.m. For a while, I was doing that. You know, you want to be with your market. But I thought, well, let me try something. So I lowered it to 10 a.m. And then that way, it's a little earlier than others. But again, if you sell your listing... They already know what the checkout time they're going to. I mean, that's nothing compared to them. if they want to stay your space, they're going to stay. I said in my automated messages, it's like I said, um, reminders. And it's, it's a very subtle, indirect way. And I ask, hey, what time are you checking in? Um, question mark. And I say our check in is at 4 p.m., which one reminds them or for those that don't read, it's like another opportunity for them to know, OK, it's at 4 p.m. Don't come earlier. However, we offer both early check-in and late checkout for blank price. And so that kind of indirectly lets them, okay, well, I was planning on being there too. Now knowing that the check-in's at four, can I pay so-and-so amount to check in at two? That to me has gotten a lot of, it's, it's an automated message. I don't have to do anything. And it's gotten me a lot of um, extra money. Sometimes it even pays for a good portion, if not the full amount of the cleaning fee. And then the same thing I do on my checkout message the night before. Hope you had a great five-star stay with us. As a friendly reminder, checkout's at 10 a.m. tomorrow, unless you requested for a late checkout. And then so that gives a lot of opportunity for people to say, oh, actually, could we check out at 11 a.m., maybe 12? 
how much would it be and whatnot. And again, that will also pay for some, if not the full amount of the clean fee. So that, that money that you saved up allows you to invest into your business, invest into yourself, or just extra revenue if you need it for your day to day. So I guess those are small different tricks that doesn't take much effort. You don't really need money to do it, but it maximizes your um, opportunity and the revenue that you can have. Due to COVID, it's now more important than ever that your guests actually read your house rules and check-in instructions. And there's no better way to deliver that information than by using an online hostfully guidebook. You can build your guidebook in just a few hours and simply include a link to your guidebook in your welcome email. Your guests can access it on desktop, on mobile, and they can even print it out. Now, as a result, you look super professional. Your guests have a better experience as they don't have to read through endless paragraphs of text. Instead, they can go through a nice looking guidebook with lots of visuals. That means fewer questions for you, more time for you to focus on other areas of your hosting business. Sign up now at hostfully.com and use code PAD to get your first two months for free. That's hostfully.com, H-O-S-T-F-U-L-L-Y.com, code PAD, which is P-A-D. Man, you just gave a uh, pretty solid Airbnb one-on-one uh, course. <laughs> well, I've been doing this for a while, so I That's would hope. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the way that you described how to build an Airbnb listing with the profile and the photos and everything is... Uh, Yes, is is exactly what um, the way is exactly how I look at it as well, especially also with the customer journey that you described, and you know just to emphasize how important that profile is because I think that's that's the lowest hanging fruit that I see with with hosts is they don't know what to write on their profile, so they write nothing. If mm-hmm. I look at an Airbnb listing and I see the host didn't write anything, it just just makes me feel a little a little uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. I just literally booked an Airbnb in Costa Rica. Like I'm going to Costa Rica, gonna spend a week with Eric, uh, do some brainstorming <laughs> about what we're what we're planning for for the rest of the year with our uh, with our business. But literally, I, I looked at San Jose in Costa Rica, and one of the listings that I saw that I clicked on, I immediately clicked on the profile, and I saw the guy's like an entrepreneur. And he loves to travel. Like so, those are the two things that I love most: entrepreneurship and traveling. So, if I see that the host is into that, I'm 90% sure already that I'm going to book with that person because yeah. not only not only am I looking forward to meeting that person, and I've met amazing amazing people through staying at the Airbnbs. But number two, I also just figure that if that guy is an entrepreneur and a traveler, he's kind of like me then his 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 unit is probably also something that I will enjoy staying at mm-hmm. right so yeah I, I totally agree that's uh it's so important and uh it's uh it's actually funny that we're talking about this because you know we're next week in Legends X is all about guest marketing. I just went through some of the recordings that we're gonna release for that week and <laughs> almost like what you how you were describing how to build a listing I was like well, you're gonna you're gonna hear that again next week. <laughs> it's part of the program because <laughs> it was just so similar as how you know how I think about it too. So awesome, man! So uh, so now you have four units. It supports you completely, a hundred percent. You don't have a job anymore. It's kind of a dream for a lot of people that listen to this, I'm sure. And we talked briefly about this right before we started recording. Is like 
Mm-hmm. It's always a tricky moment where it's like you're not completely making enough money with your business yet to support yourself, but you know that you kind of have to spend more time on it in order to grow it. So then it's like, do you quit your job and, and just go all in or, you know, do you wait and say, try and save up some more money? So that's always a tricky moment where you kind of just have to le- take that leap of faith. Um, mm-hmm. But I feel like I'm sure you looking back, I know you said it, looking back, it's probably one of the best decisions you've ever made in your life, I imagine. Yeah, yeah, no doubt. It's just, it's fun. You know, like at the end of the day, like not everything is going to be easy or stressful and whatnot, but it's fun stress almost. Like it's my stress. It's something that I take upon myself. And it gives me an opportunity to, I'm a big person in personal development too. So this is like a big challenge for me to overcome, which I advise a lot of people to not only just invest into your business, but also invest into yourself. You don't know what you don't know. You can always learn more. Um, I'm a very bold individual, but even I myself know that there's a lot more to learn in the world. And this and that, there's always tips and tricks that you can learn from others as well as you can share. It's fun. I feel like the best hosts out there, you can make money in this, but the best hosts are those that take the ball and have fun with it. It's a personal industry for a reason. I mean, for all that, just stay at a hotel if you just want to know like a nice cookie cutter home. But for those that have personality, that have fun, that that want to make a memory for the individual. No, it's just that you don't have to quit your job per se and follow this full time. You could easily do this part time and still make a really good living with side money to do what you want to do with fun and whatnot. It just depends on where your goals, what your vision is and whatnot. But no, at the end of the day, have fun with it. Sweet, man. You love that. Um, so let's talk a little bit about the future. So you, you've got your four units now. I know, obviously, you joined the Legends X program because you want to you wanna scale your business. You want to build a team, get yourself out of the, the hectic host yeah. position, as we call it. <laughs> So what's the, uh, yeah, what's the, uh, what's the future look so, for So at the end of the day, my biggest love is to travel, which is obviously one of the main reasons why I left my job was to free up my time to then be able to use it for other things. So for me, I'm trying to create a system and a company in place where it, a lot of it is done where it doesn't need me on the day to day and whatnot. But this year I'm definitely focusing on the brand of the company and growing it. So we, I'm actively looking to acquire new purchases for myself, for the company, to then utilize the services that we offer for it, but also looking locally to partner with other investors that are like-minded to grow the company as well. Now, I have been reached out just because when you do well, people see that and they notice it and they reach out to you and whatnot. I've been reached out by other big time local investors here where I could be having 20, 30, 40 units right now. But at the end of the day too, and one thing that you've taught me is not only knowing who your guest is, but who your ideal partner is, who you want to work with. And so why sign up with people who aren't like-minded, who don't have the same vision, who you won't be able to work with? Like for me, at least personally, I left my job for that reason. So why would I put myself in a similar situation where, yes, it could make more money, but is it really going to help me grow the company to where I want it to? Or is it just going to hold me back another year, two, three, and whatnot? So I turned down a few people. I think I mentioned in one of our weekly calls that one of the big investors here locally, I told him no, and he had 20 plus just himself that he was interested in. 
And even after I said no, he kept trying to ask me, what do I need to do? This and that. And I just said, look, at the time right now, it just doesn't make sense. Now I still left it open where maybe later down the road, once maybe in a different world or a different time, we can and whatnot. But no, right now we're trying to grow. We're focused here locally for the time being. And after that, I would like to have some locations and other areas that I love to travel myself. But yeah, we're on growing mode right now. So taking the content we learned from your program, and then now I'm confident. I was confident back then, but like now it's like on a different level to dominate the market. So Sweet. Love that. Dominate the market. Awesome, man. I well, appreciate you being uh, uh, one of our uh, students in the in the Legends X program. And uh, I love how you're giving it 110%. And I have no doubt that you're going to achieve what you uh, what you want to achieve. So let people let people know where they can find your listings. Yeah, so um, my website is www.junglehouse.org. We are in the process of completely doing a makeover on the website. So we'll be adding a lot of new tabs, content, a monthly blog, and this and that. But our listings are there. Um, you can email at hello at junglehouse.org. And so obviously, if you have any questions or would like to stay in Columbus, definitely let us know. We'll take care of you. Sweet. Sounds awesome. I've never been there, but I'll keep that in mind. If I, well, now, now you have a reason to. <laughs> exactly. <yeah. laughs> Sweet, man. Um, awesome. Well, it was great to have you on the show. Um, before we wrap up, any last final thoughts, final words of wisdom for the fellow hosts who are out there um, listening to this? I would say another thing, if I could go back and I'm sure people have read this before, but I want to emphasize it is get your um, emails and whatnot or uh, contact information for all your guests. And I know a lot of people cater it towards direct bookings. If you're not there yet or you don't want a website, this and that, you don't necessarily need it just for direct bookings. I mean, you could even just grab those emails, use uh, Stayfire or any other services. I think Arthur was with you not that long ago. But get those emails and MailChimp is free to use. Send those free emails out to them and just have them rebook on your Airbnb or booking.com website. It doesn't necessarily have to be your direct booking website. So it just depends on where you're at and whatnot, but that's something that I would just, it's not direct revenue that you get right off the bat, but you'll see it later down the road as you get those rebookings quicker. 100%. Great tip. Awesome, Sergio. Well, thanks for joining uh, on the on the podcast today. And uh, well, I'll see you uh, next week on our call. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. It was an honor. Thanks, Sergio. And for the listeners, thank you for listening. And uh, we're doing a series where we're interviewing a number of Legends X students. So we'll have uh, we'll have another another couple students coming up. So uh, hope you enjoyed this episode. And until next week. Get paid for your pet. 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 If you have over 30 units, you have an annual revenue of over $2 million, or you operate boutique hotels, then the STR Legend Mastermind is for you. 
you are not alone. We have a group of over 30 high-level entrepreneurs in our mastermind, and we get together on a weekly basis to discuss our biggest challenges and to learn and to grow together. Go to strlegends.com to find out more information and apply for the Legends Mastermind if you think you are a good fit.